Hey, it's Greg and Fiona here, and welcome to podcast number nine of Live a Laptop Lifestyle, and this is Lights, Camera, Action. Now, we're just getting ready to get started and set out online, and if you recall from an earlier podcast that um, our definition of focus means follow one course until successful. So this means that you take one step at a time, think about one thing at a time, and concentrate only on the current process that you're undertaking. So above all else, you must stay focused on one thing at a time. And when Fiona says we're just getting started online, she means you, you not us. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> um, because dur- during our journey, we re- realized that you have to learn one thing, practice it over and over again until you get it to work. And we're, we're talking about this from experience because we would have been successful much sooner than we were if we'd done exactly that. But instead, we wasted months trying to do too many things at once. And as a result, that kind of clouds your judgment and you miss a lot of opportunities on the way. On the way. So taking one step at a time sounds really easy to do, doesn't it? Um, however, there is a however, it does sound easy, but however, when the human mind is added into the equation, it doesn't seem as easy after all, because we can't help thinking about the next shiny object and the next exciting step before we've even completed the current one. And in today's society, everything is so disposable. All we want is everything instant and we don't expect to have to wait. So taking one step at a time, shutting out everything else, being patient and persevering until you're successful is much, much, much more difficult than you might think. So what's the answer then? Well, it lies between your ears. Once you gain control of your self-chatter or your little voice or the chimp on your shoulder whatever you like to call it and start paying attention to what you're telling yourself then you will start that's the beginning to um, start controlling your subconscious because you might think that you don't talk to yourself but when you think about it, you're always chatting to yourself in your mind. We all do it. And when you chat to yourself and you answer yourself, that's a sign of insanity, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Um, even fantastically successful people have a little voice that tells them they can't do this or they can't remember um, other pe- people's names or they'll always be impatient or they can't write to save themselves. Um, these these were real for me. The, this, the, those were examples of my self-chatter. Um, and note the past tense. They were examples of my self-chatter. Um, I heard the self-talk and I set out to intentionally prove myself wrong. I'm one of those people that um, doesn't like to be told what they can't do. I rise to the challenge. So as soon as I was you know, told myself that I can remember people's names, I can write and I am patient, um, it was the first step to starting to cure those things. So the simple thing is start hearing what you're saying to yourself. I know this sounds a bit nuts, just bear with us. Start hearing what you're saying to yourself because it's the first step to correcting your negative self-chatter. And it might be something simple like, 
Oh, I'm too tired to do it tonight. I'll do it tomorrow when I'm feeling fresher. So you have to stop that negative voice. Politely ask yourself, be quiet just now, Fiona. I'll ask you when I want some feedback. Um, then ignore that too tired voice and continue doing what you intended to do and just prove your too tired voice is wrong. Now, what this does is it sends a powerful message to, to your subconscious that your self-chatter isn't always right. But you'll constantly need to reinforce this message though, um, particularly if you're looking for success because it all boils down to having faith in yourself, in your unique character and in your can-do attitude. And don't worry what others are doing around you. Just focus on one thing and just see it through to completion because there's always going to be people who know more than you, that they're going to have better products than you, and they're going to have more customers than you. That's just the way things work. So you don't want to treat it like a competition. Those people, the only difference between them and you is that those people just started out earlier than you. So really the only difference between you and them is time. So you need to work at your own pace and ignore what other people are doing. But if you think they're successful, you should certainly aspire to be like them and to, to imitate or model what they're doing as well. Um, now, here's one of the best ways we've found to stay focused. And back in our podcast on You Are Your Own Worst Boss, we mentioned having a, t a timetable or a schedule of the areas that you're going to work on each week. And this is hugely important for several reasons. First of all, it helps you remain focused. Secondly, it helps you realize when you're being distracted. And thirdly, it's a visual guide for you, for your family, to see that you're serious about your internet success and to think twice before interrupting your work. So your schedule can simply be a table or a spreadsheet with hourly time slots. And first, you block out the time that you're not available to work on your business. So that might be when you're at work, um, when you're having family time, meal times, exercise time, and obviously when you're um, in bed sleeping. Then with the time that's left, plan those hours, those remaining hours very wisely. Very wisely. And something that will give, that will help you to do this, to create time, um, you can try a few things like giving up watching rubbish telly. And believe me, we, we hardly ever have the TV on. It just doesn't happen, does it? Nope. Um, because it's just rubbish, absolute rubbish. Try getting up an hour earlier. Use your lunch hour productively. Even work while you're commuting to work. And that could just be listening to training, possibly. And give up anything else that you can think of that is actually wasting your precious time. Because if you're intent on learning a new skill, then something has to give. I just remember Parkinson's law, and that applies to your personal life as well. Work expands to fill the time available for its completion. And here's a really extreme example. So we've got some friends that they're working on building their online business, but they're staying up until 3.30 a.m. in the morning which is fine, you can do that once or twice, but then they're getting up at 6 a.m. to go to work the next day, and they do this a few times a week. Uh, we're definitely not suggesting that you do the same thing, but it's a really good example of focused effort and the kind of dedication that's required. You, you certainly don't need to stay up to 3.30 in the morning to get stuff done, but that's how focused they are. But getting back to your schedule, um, we've got a, a download 
templates for the, for the scheduler that we use, um, you can get that from our website from gregandfionascott.com forward slash productivity hyphen planner. So gregandfionascott.com forward slash productivity dash planner. And when we finally created our schedule, the increase in our productivity was pretty well miraculous. In fact, there's nothing short of magic because the thing about a schedule it allows you to concentrate on the task at hand, but it also gets other tasks done during the day because you've allocated time slots for them. So over time, um, you get through a lot more tasks just because you know that you've got to do those tasks. And we'll have to come clean here. We were probably told, oh, probably near on about 10 times that we should do a schedule and take our you know, plan our time and take our time seriously. But each time we were told that, we just sort of thought, oh, <laughs> I know, we, we don't need a schedule. We're, um, we're ex-corporates, you know, we can manage our time. You know, we're sensible, intelligent people. We don't need a schedule. Um, and I think we probably had that advice on about 10 different occasions. Usually and, it takes 10 times for things to sink in <laughs> for, for us. <laughs> um, but finally, 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 you know, for us, the penny dropped and it did take a while. Um, which actually makes us quite thick, really. Um, when we started doing a schedule, only then did we start getting results because we were using our time um, in a very educated and very wise way. Um, in fact, it's having a schedule is the major reason that we were able to get our book, Living a Laptop Lifestyle, written because we included two time slots of an hour each in our daily schedule just for writing. So just two hours a day um, on weekdays only as well. But those two hours were used for writing no matter what happened. There were no excuses, no cop-outs. You know, it didn't matter how we felt or it didn't matter what was happening in the world. We treated those appointments as if they were... Um, like having an important meeting with Richard Branson. Well, any meeting with Richard would be important, important wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> and, f and, and so, you know, we just sort of thought we're meeting with Richard Branson at nine o'clock today, and there was no way that you would dip out on meeting him personally, face-to-face. -face. So we never dipped out on m making those writing appointments to get our book done. In fact, after getting into the habit of writing for two hours a day, it actually became part of our routine. And when our book was finished, it felt quite weird when we didn't have to write anymore. It well, almost felt like might there was... have to do another one, mightn't we? Yeah, <laughs> it almost felt like there was a void. So um, having a schedule also helps you um, form those good habits. And here's another really great way to ensure you stick to your schedule. So remember the online stopwatch idea in one of our previous podcasts? Well, download it. Um, and use it. It's simple. I mean, the simple stuff works so well. And if you, if you don't want to download that, just use the timer on your mobile phone. So set a task or a goal that has to be completed in 50 minutes. And it could be something like writing a blog post. It's just that you're going to spend 50 minutes writing your blog post today and you might spend another 50 minutes tomorrow. So it's got to be completed in 50 minutes and then set the stopwatch. And then after 25 minutes, if you, if you need it, take a five minute break but you should be able to concentrate for 50 minutes. Um, and in your break, you might read an email and then have the stopwatch counting down five minutes visibly so that you can see it. And at the end of the, 20, of the five minutes, move on to your next 25-minute task and repeat the process. process. 
Um, this is a, an exceptionally powerful way to really, really focus your mind on the task at hand because if you're competitive like we are, you're going to constantly try and beat the clock and therefore race yourself. So, um, so you eliminate any distractions, you have a, a laser sharp focus and you can complete your little mini 25 goal, 25 minute goal. And another thing we do, because we write a lot of um, SEO blog posts, and um, Greg is really quick, and I try and see if I can get my blog post written before he can. You know, so not going to happen. <laughs> it's not. He usually wins. Um, but it's, it's quite good pitting yourself against another person as well as pitting yourself against a clock. Yeah, so, um, so goal setting goes hand in hand um, with timetables and countdown timers, really. We touched on goal setting in a previous podcast, but we'll say it again. If you set reasonable goals each day, and they have to be reasonable, you, you can't just kid yourself. There's only so much time in the day you can get stuff done. But if you set reasonable goals each day, then you're going to know exactly what you need to do each day, and you're going to avoid wasting precious hours. Um, and setting goals for the day, that's going to help you move towards your bigger goals. And a small step every day is going to help you reach your goals easier than just an occasional step. What happens there is an occasional step backwards because you, you don't know where you're going or where you're headed. So by having reasonable daily goals, you can plan your day and really ensure that you accomplish stuff. So let's start in reverse. You know what your ultimate goal is, and this is the goal you've um, depicted and plastered all over your vision board. And if you want to know what a vision board is, just go and search Google for dream board or vision board. Um, so that's your big goal. So you may also have your goals set up in your subliminal messages that we mentioned in an earlier podcast. So Those work amazingly well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. So they're constantly flashing up on your computer screen. Um, further embedding those goals in your subconscious. So take that huge goal and break it down into annual and then monthly goals. And remember to be specific, very specific, very clear, and very concise because you're reminding yourself that you're serious about your goals. So get detailed. And as Greg just said just now, don't be unrealistic because it will be detrimental to your mindset. So break those monthly goals down into daily goals or daily steps. And those daily steps are set out to help you achieve those monthly goals. And then break the daily goals down into hourly tasks, which is what you have to put in your schedule and use the countdown timer to adhere to. Now, I know you might be thinking, but I don't know what to do with those tasks. I don't know what they're going to be. Well, we said that there are things that you won't know until you know them. And this is one of those things. So keep on listening and you'll know what those tasks are by the time you've finished this podcast series. And then just, just a final word on goals. Just make sure that they're visible to you everywhere. Make sure you can see your vision board when you're sitting at your computer. In fact, we have our vision board on our desktops, on our computer. On so our we've taken, a, we've taken a picture of it, um, and we see it all the time, and we can see all the things that we want to do. They're in our face all the time. And write your main monthly goal on the bathroom mirror in lipstick. <laughs> that was one of my tips. <laughs> I, I can remember a movie where they were writing with lipstick, but it was going red rum. <laughs> um, or, or a removable pen and have your ultimate goal plastered on the wallpaper of your computer or on the desktop of your computer. 
So these are just some of our ideas to get you started and just think about it um, yourself. What else can you come up with? So hopefully you came up with some ideas and what's next? Well, lights, camera, take action. Yep, take action, absolute fearless action. That's what take, taking your first steps online is all about. There's no point waiting until Jupiter and Mercury are in alignment, um, until you've paid off your mortgage, till the kids have left home, until next year, until it's sunny, or until you've got more time on your hands. That just doesn't happen. There's never gonna be a perfect time to start. The perfect time to start is right now. The time is absolutely now. You don't want to find yourself celebrating your 80th birthday or sitting in a retirement home thinking, I only wish I'd started my online business in 2015. So the biggest tip that we can give you, and you might want to write this down, is don't overcomplicate stuff. Always remember the old K-I-S-S, KISS, idiom of keep it simple, stupid. If you can think of a simple solution to a problem or roadblock that you experience, then it's almost guaranteed to be the best solution and the quickest to implement too. Conversely, if your solution is complicated and seems to be overkill for what you want to achieve, then it's probably not the best solution. So stick with your first gut feeling. And I've got a really good um, example here. So. I, in another life, I used to be a, pro, a computer programmer, <laughs> and so I wanted to write code to overcome a problem with our Aweber autoresponder, which we've talked about in previous um, podcasts. But I was really overcomplicating the issue, and I wanted to use a sledgehammer to crack a nut. So what I wanted to do was hire an outsourced coder to write me a special script to get around this particular problem. And Aweber is a pretty big company, and they've built their reputation on users of its software not spamming people and what they did they spotted my job post on an outsourcing website and you know literally within half an hour we had them calling us up it's like they, big brother of it wasn't it was it? actually <laughs> yeah it was quite scary and they actually phoned because they really were not amused that i wanted to write some code to change their software but they did suggest a much simpler solution which i very quickly adopted um because i was scared shitness <laughs> and um and um you know we've used that solution ever since so you can talk about learning a lesson the hard way but this lesson has really served as well since then and another example of me wanting to complicate matters you're probably seeing a pattern here now um maybe i'm the one that overcomplicates stuff i oh, know we're both guilty <laughs> um, but this this goes back to my corporate web development background where i'd used all sorts of programming languages and all sorts of software packages when we were building our website, I didn't even consider WordPress to be the simple, the most simple or most obvious choice to build our website. So I brought some quite expensive development software before even investigating WordPress. Which was and free. Which was, WordPress is free. Um, it's the easiest, it's the most Google-friendly software of choice. Um, so it goes to show that technical knowledge, I, I consider myself very, very technical, um, but actually less technical knowledge is an advantage. So if you're not a techie, these problems aren't going to be an issue for you. And we've said before that, you know, less knowledge is often better. Okay, so enough of Greg's techie tendencies. Um, what about me manually deleting all of my spam emails? And I repeatedly did this 
for months and we get and hun- hundreds a months, day don't we and months and mm. months uh, i did when all i had to do was set up some rules in our um, email platform we use microsoft outlook i just had to set up some rules that would automatically delete those spam emails for me um, so that i was never bothered by them again and it's so easy to set up a new rule in outlook um, or whatever email platform you use um, but in Outlook, you just have to go to Tools, pick Rules and Alerts, New Rule, and follow the instructions, and then spam, no longer a problem. So just think about the stuff that you do pr- repeatedly, and think if it can be automated somehow. And if something sounds too hard, then you're probably thinking about the problem the wrong way. Which brings us nicely on to another point. Never be too proud to... Uh, it's really hard for me to say this, but Never ask be too for proud. help. Ask for help. <laughs> and we've got to be totally honest with you here because that's a big failing of ours, especially of mine because I think I know better. Um, we really thought that asking for help is a sign of weakness. You've got no idea how much time we wasted because we were too proud to seek assistance. Because the thing is, the only way you can grow your business as quickly as possible, it's it's to get help it's to work with other people and leverage other people's skills um period period yeah indeed um richard branson said so exactly that when we saw him speak and when he said that we thought um how dumb were we not to realize that sooner that's kind of like when the penny dropped so that's another penny by the way yeah another penny we've had lots of pennies um almost like a slot machine actually (laughs) um but you've got to so you've got to research a situation a bit yourself first but there's no point sitting there stewing about finding an answer to something you know a, a really complex answer when a simple one's going to do because as sure as eggs are eggs someone else has solved the problem before you so don't obsess about stuff just seek out the solution because there's a solution to everything online everything. And we mean we mean literally everything um you know if if you think you've got a problem someone's got a, an answer for it on on you know online so where do you go to for help we've got a few resources we want to suggest top secret by the way so don't (laughs) share them with anybody (laughs) um actually maybe write these ones down they are completely obvious however when it comes to getting help most people this isn't these are not the first things that spring to mind so where do you go to for help Number one, Google. So, in I your, know you, I know you're going. <laughs> in your browser search box, at the top, um, just type in um, Google.com. You don't need to bother with the HTTP or the www. Just type in Google.com, and then the main search page for Google will load. And if you're redirected, depending on what country you're in, if you're redirected to like google.co.uk or google.es, if you're in Spain, that's fine. Um, Just look in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen that loads, and there should be a link that says go to google.com. So you'll know that you're on google.com. It's a big white screen with a search box smack bang in the middle of the page. 
and in that search box you just need to type a string of words that describes clearly what your problem is and i've seen and all I'm, sorts I'm, of jokes how um women type in different search strings differently from men because they're more pedantic but and i'm guessing that you've probably already used google probably. so you probably know this already but it's just so useful to type stuff into google so just going back to my problem i mentioned about getting too much spam in my email inbox and i just needed to set a rule in outlook um all you need to do is go into Google and type in Microsoft Outlook how to set rules and I know that sounds dumb but I just didn't think of doing that myself um, and it's just so so easy to get answers now on Google you've probably seen many many times that your search is going to result in a lot of options to check out so only click on the ones that um, look like they're going to give the answer so google gives you a um, a partial return of wording on on each page and just have a look at the ones and just use your common sense as to which um listing in the search results is going to give you the right answer to your question that you're looking for so the best way is to search is to be specific in your search term um, include how to and as much information as you can to get the most targeted search results. And our second biggest secret for finding information on the internet Drum is... roll, please. That's a, you, might have, you might have heard of this one. Um, not many people have, because there's only 1.2 billion monthly searches on it. It's called YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and YouTube's actually owned by Google. Um, so together, Google and YouTube form the biggest search, in it, search engine in the world. So they've got 1.2 billion monthly searches. Compared to Facebook's 1.1 billion users on the site each month. So Facebook have got slightly less. But do you think if you've got a how-to query, somewhere, someone, someone somewhere in the world will have recorded a video that solves the problem for you? And again, just do a how-to search for your topic in the white search box at the very top of YouTube. And if you don't find an answer, you'll get a lot of ideas on where to look next because by watching the videos that display on YouTube, the resulting videos when you do a search, then you're definitely going to get some more information or ideas about your issue. So always, always go to YouTube and Google for starters. And, you know, people say, oh, how did you know that? And how did, how did you um, figure that one out? Probably we went to Google and YouTube. It's just like, and actually, I, I guess YouTube and Google make you look smart because we we that's exactly what we do we just go there and you get used to searching for those um, and you know you're going to find the answers to most things you want to know about and if you haven't heard of YouTube um, it's not just a, um, a letter U T-U-B-E it's actually spelt Y-O-U-T-U-B-E dot com now our third um, source of answers and help when you proudly ask questions is to go to forums in your niche because all niches or industries or markets have forums where you can go to discuss relevant um, issues for that particular industry. So again, go to google.com and in the search box in the middle of the page, type in um, weight loss forum if that is your industry and select one of the forums that result in the search. Um, make sure the forum you pick has a lot of members who post frequently, so it's a lively interactive forum. Now the only drawback about posting a query on a forum is that you have to wait for someone to answer you. Um, 
comes back to the patience thing where I'm practicing um, being patient. But the best... Or the most distracting forum in the online marketing space is Warrior Forum. So you just go to warriorforum.com. So there's loads and loads and loads of information on Warrior Forum. The only problem is that there's also loads and loads and loads of self-professed experts who aren't actually very expert at all. But you can, you know, you have to sift through the information there. Generally, there's like a few thousand people that are active on that forum at any given time. So there's definitely going to be someone that can help you out. But just make sure that you take everything with a grain of salt. You know, there's lots of self-professed experts on there. They're not necessarily experts, but you get a ton of information out of um, Warrior Forum. And just ensure that you search other people's similar queries for an answer before posting a question yourself. With, with forums, the key thing about a forum is giving as much as you um, take. So you're going to get much better answers to questions if you've already helped other people as well. So if you need any answers to queries about marketing, online, um, website creation, generating traffic, copywriting, offline marketing, then this really is the place to start looking because there's an absolute ton of information. But you have to sift through it um, because there's so much information there. And our number four go-to place for help is Facebook. Facebook is a fantastic resource um, for help if you've got a lot of friends in your niche and industry. We've posted many, many times, we've posted queries um, regarding all sorts of different topics, um, recording of videos, um, landing pages, sales pages, you know, what resources people are using for outsourcing, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and people are more than happy to share their expertise because they gain further recognition. So not only are you empowering other people to, um, you know, to, to feel to feel important and to feel like they're helping, you're also getting that help and getting the answers you want. So Facebook, particularly Facebook groups, is a great resource for help. And in fact, that's how we got the name for Living a Laptop Lifestyle, wasn't it? We'd, we'd done a survey with a, a oh, list yeah. of names um, that we would call our book, and we decided um, to do a survey with people in a particular group. It was an, like an entrepreneurial group. And we um, gave them a list of 10 names and asked everybody which one they liked. And that one came out the winner by a country mile. Yeah. So it's really good for that sort of stuff, you know, because people are sociable there as well. And willing to help is yeah. the most important and that, thing. And that kind of brings us on to um, point number five is, is peers and people in your industry. So we just um, want to reinforce the fact that it's absolutely okay to ask questions and to ask for help because people... Uh, generally more than happy to oblige um this this is kind of like a note for ourselves because as we said we're guilty of wasting many hours trying to reinvent the wheel when someone was at was at the end of the phone or they were on skype or they just had the answer and we just think if only we'd asked you know people are more than happy to answer questions another source of help is going to mastermind groups um, and any online communities that you may belong to, um, because it, it's the same thread. You know, people are willing to help. You just have to be bold enough to ask the questions. So consider mastermind groups as well. And we hold a, um, a mastermind group 
um, in London when we're home <laughs> once a month. Which happens to be um, about once a year. <laughs> um, and, you know, people just get so much clarity from being able to ask questions um, person to person. And again, it's like um, it's like forums. The more you give, the more you get as well. So it's like it's a give and take kind of thing. And then um, number seven, Twitter. Um, Twitter's sort of kind of become more popular. It's, it's popular with celebrities and things like that. Um, but you can get help on Twitter as well if you ask the right questions and if you're really active on tw Twitter. Um, Twitter can be a good place because it's fairly instant Twitter, so you, you could find out quite a lot of stuff. I mean, we kind of think of it as a last-ditch effort, but then we're not overly active on Twitter, but it is a source of help all the same. So just to wrap up this podcast, the point to recognise, the point to remember is... Someone will always have an answer. Yes. So the internet has blossomed in the last decade, and it's feasible that any problem you have regarding the internet is not new. It's been solved many thousands of times before. So our golden rule that you need to sit up and take notice of and take away from this podcast is... Only struggle with something for half an hour before you seek help. But once you've asked for help, then leave the problem alone until you receive an answer. And one of my professors at university used to say two weeks spent in the library can easily save you half an hour asking somebody so please don't make the same mistake that we make do not be too proud to ask for help